0: Hey everybody, Jen Hatmaker here, your host of the For the Love podcast. Welcome to the show because right now we are in a series called For the Love of Broadway. Oh, (laughs) Y'all, you know how much I've loved and adored this series so far, right? I love Broadway. I think you know that about me at this point. It's so special to me. I've been going to shows for years and years and years and years. And so this series is just jam packed with like the best of the best. And you guys eh, today is no exception. You're going to be so glad that you are listening to this podcast. I'm going to call it right now that you're going to be like, you know what? She was right. One thing I have just loved in the series is sitting down with these performers, like Getting into like the nitty gritty of their dreams and their experiences and their debuts and their rehearsals and their auditions—it's like seeing behind the curtain, literally, in a way that is so fascinating to me. What drives them? What moves them? What inspires them? And you guys today, guys, the cutest, sweetest. Today I am talking with actor Brandon McCall. So let me tell you about Brandon. He's from Birmingham. Alabama. He got his BA in theater from Alabama State University. And now, to be sure, he has starred in some pretty big productions, like he's been in Smoky Joe's Cafe. He was in Dream Girls. He was Sebastian and The Little Mermaid at the Red Mountain Theater in Birmingham. But this is a really, really big deal, you guys. Brandon has leaped and hopped his way right over to the New York stage where he is starring as Simba in The Lion King. <laughs> I'm so tickled because I just finished the interview with him and it's just, it's so fun to listen to his progress here. So anyway, can you imagine how exciting it is? And I know that this is coming out a little bit later, but you'll hear us talk about it. So the, the jig is up here, but this is the week that Broadway opened when, we, when he and I recorded this. We opened it the week. Broadway came back to the stage. So today in real world, in recording world, it's Thursday. His debut, the night that Broadway reopened again, was Tuesday, two days ago. So not only is he having the biggest moment of his career, but it is during a week when Broadway is just absolutely electric with excitement and energy. It's back after a year and a half. So I mean, the amount of chills. I have so much chills so exciting. So talking to him today was so fun because he is flying high. He's like fresh on his like energy and adrenaline. And plus he's darling for those of you who ever, if you ever want to watch the podcast, instead of just listen to it, we record them all. And they're over on my YouTube channel because he is so cute. So he looks 14, but he's 32. This is such a fun conversation. He gives us all the inside scoop, what auditions are like, what it's like to kind of bootstrap it all the way up and, and then what it felt like to debut this week on the return of Broadway. It's such a fun conversation and you are going to fall so in love with the absolutely wonderful Brandon McCall. okay Brandon welcome to the for the love podcast I'm so 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 happy to meet you
1: <laughs> thank you for having me i'm I'm happy to meet you it's definitely an honor it's a pleasure thank you thank you thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> honestly can't believe you're awake because as we were just talking about your show opened this week Broadway opened this week opened two days wait are we Thursday yeah, two days it's ago
1: Thursday I don't even know what today is
0: <laughs> I don't either, Brandon. Uh, I mean, okay. Just you have to just first tell me what it was like Tuesday for you, just to have the theaters full again, and there you are in this iconic role. Uh, I mean, were you even able to take it in? I'm so. I, I wonder if you were like and having an out of body experience. I
1: was between all the interviews and, and press. I was able to, you know, take in the moment every now and then. Um, but yeah, Tuesday was crazy. And also it was my Broadway debut. So that's just hiding, that just heightened the stakes even more.
0: <laughs> I can't handle it. So, I mean, crazy Broadway debut on the day Broadway comes back after a year and a half. I mean, yes. nobody will top it. Nobody, nobody.
1: is, is definitely an experience that. You can't explain. It's an experience you have to experience for yourself. (laughs)
0: Like, I can't
1: find the words to justify it, you know? (laughs) I believe you.
0: You know, I just told you I was in the audience of Wicked for their debut. I can't hardly figure out how to explain what it felt like to see those curtains raise again and see everybody come out in their. I have chills. How did you feel the most, I mean, I'm sure you could hear everybody just like buzzing and humming, of course. Yeah. Like, were you prepared for the pandemonium? Because did everybody lose it in your theater too? Yes.
1: Everyone yeah. lost it. When the curtain went up and Rafiki did her, her call for Circle of Life, it was like, I don't know, a football stadium almost. <laughs> <laughs> Like you would have thought like your favorite football team just scored the touchdown or just won the Super Bowl. Like it was that crazy, (laughs) that loud. You know, everyone had masks on, so I can only imagine how loud it would have been (laughs) if the mask were off.
0: Like totally. And it went on and on and on, right? Like over in Gershwin Theater, nobody could say their lines. Like everybody the the orchestra's like hold. Hold, yeah, hold. Yes. Nobody could get to it because n- nobody would calm down. Right. Nobody had any chill. We had that
1: moment. We had that moment. It was a moment where Nala and I finished <laughs> our fight. We're stuck in this position and we're here for like 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> totally, because everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> totally. like, All right,
1: <laughs> it was awesome though. It was, it was bananas, bananas.
0: Oh, I'm so, so excited for you. I'm so happy for you. And so now you start that Broadway grind. I mean, here it goes. I mean, it is a pace unlike almost any career I can think of. You have to like seriously fuel your mind and body to keep it up, I'm sure. Now, I know you're just in your first week here, but you've also been in rehearsals. So do you run a tight operation now from here on out?
1: Yes, I have to. Warming up the voice, the body drinking tons of water. It's it's a lot. It takes a lot. You know, 8 shows a week. Oh my gosh. Two shows on Saturday and Sunday, like you have to take care of your body. I can't stress that enough. You have to take care of your body and your voice, your instrument. You have to. There's no way around it.
0: There's no other way. Yeah. You know, I learned that is why the sort of the cast right behind the lead cast, you know, all of your um what is the word I'm just losing? Not standby. Yeah.
1: We do have standbys. So there's standbys, there's covers or understudy, understudies. You know, yeah. There, there's all the all of them.
0: They're important because at some point people start going down. Right. <laughs> like right. it takes a toll. Yeah. And that is a real important like part of the cast is like how can we make sure the show always goes right. on? Okay, so let's go back earlier. I'm sorry, I could not wait <laughs> to start talking to you about this week. But I've told my listeners kind of a high level about you and but For everyone here listening who's like new to you and new to your work, can you just go back a little bit and talk about kind of who you are, what your personal deal is, (laughs) and the path to where you got just to today?
1: Awesome. Yeah. I started acting when I was 12. I probably started singing when I was like six or seven. But yeah, I went to Alabama State University, as you stated, got my degree in theater, went to Sacramento Beach Street, and did a actor intensive there and I got my equity card there as well and then after that I had to go back home and get married because I had proposed to my wife right before I left for Sacramento so
0: (laughs) I had to make sure I went back (laughs) I'd have a little minute to go home and get married
1: (laughs) (laughs) so I had to go back home get married and you know stayed home for a while and had to find my bearings again and I started performing with Red Mountain Theater and did a ton of shows there Um, and that's where I met my manager who, you know, pretty much got me into the auditions for the lion King. So yeah, yes. I have a wife, beautiful wife, have two beautiful daughters, Brea and Briley. My wife's name is Danica. Love y'all. Yeah.
0: Okay. You did it. You made it. Okay. I have a bunch of questions about everything you just said. I want to start here way back at the beginning, back when you were just a kid. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if there was a front door into your passion for singing and acting. Like, what were you watching? What were you listening to? Was there any sort of catalyst where you were like, that is the thing. I'm going to do that. Like, I'm going to follow that unlikely path, like all the way eventually to Broadway. Right.
1: Yeah. I started singing very young, but you know, at that age, you don't know what to do with it. You just know that You're singing. You're just going to sing in church. that's it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, mommy puts you up there and she's like, okay, go do the solo. And you're like, okay. (laughs) So, you know, I was singing in church. And then, you know, around the age of 12 is when I got into acting. I already knew I could dance. That was a thing. But all of it was just hobbies, like things I like to do, you know?
0: Sure, of course. You're just a kid.
1: Right. So, you know, turn 12, my mom wants to keep me out of trouble, she goes to work in the summer. So she's like, you're not going to stay in my house all day. <laughs> you got to find something to do. Yeah. There was this theater troupe, JCCO, Yes Ambassadors, back in Birmingham that she allowed me to audition for. Well, made me audition for. Let's put it that way.
0: Yep. Yeah, Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and she heard about the audition from a friend. And so, you know, went into the audition, did my song, monologue, dance, and got a call back. You know, so by this time, I have no idea what to expect. All I know is my mom made me come to this thing, give me something to do during the summer. And (laughs) went in there, got the call back. First day of rehearsal, we're doing the table read. I'm like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. The director sees me and this other guy, and we look alike, like we look like brothers. And so she specifically wrote a part for us. The JCCO Yes Ambassadors would do shows that dealt with, you know, issues that youth would deal with. So all our shows were for youth, you know, in this particular show, we were talking about the exit exam that, you know, seniors have to take Mm -hmm. in order to, you know, Mm -hmm. move on and graduate. So the show was about that, all the anxiety and the stress that comes with taking those tests. So it dealt with all that. And me and my friend became the mascots of this high school. (laughs) So the director wrote (laughs) this part just for us and we became the Red Devils. That So everywhere we went, we were the Little Red Devils. And, you oh, know, every goodness. time we came out, the crowd would just go crazy. And so when that happened, 12-year-old boys were like, oh, oh yeah. Yes. Wait a minute. <laughs> I <like> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Totally. So I did that from the age of 12 all the way to 18. And I'll never forget, you know, it became a passion, you know, doing this every year for, you know, six or seven years, sure. and I'll never forget my senior year, my um, ninth grade history teacher, she was asking me, you know, what what do you want to do? What are you going to school for? I said, you know, at this time, I'm going to be a pediatrician. I was like, I'll go for biology, and she said, okay, good, because, you know, I didn't think the acting thing would work for you. I said, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> so that moment, I said, okay, thanks, walked off from her went to my counselor changed my major to theater that day
0: yeah I I have a
1: thing you Uh. cannot tell me what I can do (laughs) you cannot tell me what I can't be I'm gonna go against it you know and and do what I you know what I feel like I was purposed to do
0: right and (laughs) who's laughing now Right. Come on. I'm to call her right now on. Put her on the phone <laughs> and be like, you need to do better. You, know? <laughs> you need to do better. But in a
1: weird way, like I thank her because if it wasn't for her comment, you know, I probably would have still tried to follow that path of being a pediatrician, you know, and I would have loved it because I love kids, you know, I have two of my own. So, you know, it it it
0: would have been nice. Oh, but no. You're doing what you're meant exactly. to do. You follow the right exactly. path. Exactly. We're dying to hear about your whole audition process for Lion King. Like when your manager said, I'm going to send you to, to Lion King. I mean, it's iconic. Right. It's, it's the Lion King. I just would love to hear what were you thinking? What were you feeling? What was the audition process like? Because that's a whole deal. Oh, of course. It's just a whole deal. And... Like, take us, take us through yeah. it. Yeah,
1: so met my manager through Red Mount Theater. She came to see my show, The Little Mermaid. I was playing Sebastian. And so she was like, yeah, you're great. You're great. And I think around this time, I was maybe 20 or 25. And she usually, usually represents, you know, artists that are younger. She was like, you have the face. You have the physique. Like, you could go for... 17, 18 years old. I still can, I believe. <laughs> yeah, you, you look
0: I, I, you look like I should drive you to oh high school.
1: Oh, God. And I'm 32. <laughs> it's
0: crazy.
1: It's crazy. I do not look 32. I really yeah. don't. Some days you I wish not. I did, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, no. You're going to get carded for the next oh, 20 years. Next
1: 20 years. Like, crazy. Yes. So, yeah, she, she said, well, let's, you know, let's, a trial run you know i'll manage you for a little bit and see how it goes i said of course i would love that 2017 comes around and that's my first time auditioning for the lion king and i was like wait who what for the lion king she was like yeah and december okay all right (laughs) (laughs) whoa rewind so the first broadway show that i saw was the lion king 2003 No, way! Birmingham, Alabama. It was the touring company. Yes. So like, we're talking about full circle, circle of life. So yes, 2017, I go audition. And the casting director is like, you have the potential. And I did the song. And of course, you know, that song, Endless Night is, oh,
0: All of us can sing it by heart. Like it's so, it's so special to kind of the cultural vernacular. Like,
1: yes. But as an artist, it's so tough to tell that story, you know, everyone can relate to it. But when an artist gets on that stage and, and has to actually tell the story through song, you know, it's, it, it can be a little tough. And
0: yes, I'm sure, And you know,
1: I went in, he was like, you can sing it. I need you to tell the story I need you to fill it and I did the scene and he was like he's like okay wait he's like you know what do the scene again and then I'll tell you my comment so I did the scene again and he was like you're you're good he was like I wish you would have done the scene no I wish you would have done the song like you did the scene because I can see the story. I can see where you're going. I can see, you know, I see the thought process. I, you're telling the story, you know, he was like, man, you have the potential. I'll tell you what I'll, you know, later down the line, (laughs) we'll bring you back in. He was like, but you know, go work on these things, work on telling the story, work on relating to it, work on being Simba, you know? So I had a lot to take in on that day, but, as he said, he kept his word. My manager even told me, she was like, hey, they're going to call you back in to audition. So just be ready. And sure enough, 2018 rolls around and I go in again. And this time I make it all the way to the dance call, you know, the final call. And they kept three guys back. I was not one of the three guys. But the experience was so, so amazing. You had all these um, young black men in this one room, and by this time, Black Panther had just came out, so <laughs> we're yeah, all like, "Ah, what kind of Europe but the rafters right? Like, what kind of we are in it, supporting each other, <laughs> and you know, yeah, it's so good. This industry can be very competitive, but in that moment, everyone was supporting each other." We did the dance like one by one and it was, you know, everybody was cheering each other on. Like, no, you got it. You got it. We had one guy that kind of messed up his foot. It was like, no, 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 no. You're doing this again. Go get yourself straight. You got this. Like it was amazing. The energy, everything, the experience, the best audition experience I've ever had. And so even not staying back to, you know, talk with creatives, felt like I won, you know? Yeah. I didn't leave that place with my head down. My head was up. I called my manager. I was like, hey, this was amazing. No, I did not get the part, but <laughs> I said, this was amazing. She was like, okay. She was like, well, guess what? They're going to call you back again. So don't worry about it. Sure enough, didn't go in for another audition. It was a couple months later and they needed a replacement for the ensemble. One of the guys was leaving to, you know, chase other dreams. And my manager calls me and she's like, hey, um, so lion king wants you and they want you in the ensemble and to understudy simba and i was like wow silent she was like hello i was like what yes (laughs) i'm i'm here i'm here she was like okay great 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 she was like so what you know what do you think i was like yes like yes like let's do this (laughs) and by this time i forgot that i was totally in another contract to do in the heights in Hartford, Connecticut.
0: Oh. Yeah, I was
1: cast as Benny to do *In the Heights*, and
0: Whoa. my
1: manager was like, "Okay, so we need to make a call and see how can we, you know, navigate through this." And I got in touch with the artistic director. It took all day, like I was sending emails, no response, and finally, like later that night my manager is like emailing me like, hey, we need to give Disney an answer. And I'm like, do you really have to say it like that? Do you have to say Disney? Like, can you bring it down a little bit?
0: <laughs> you had to drop that you right know? out of your mouth. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I was like,
1: okay, okay. And I'm like, I don't want to keep bugging this guy because I'm asking him to let me out of this show. Like literally I was going to fly out. I think my manager called me either a Thursday or Friday. I was supposed to fly out Monday to start rehearsals for this Whoa. show. For in the high.
0: End. No wonder they were ignoring your emails. Like,
1: oh my god! But uh, later that night, the guy emailed me. He was like, "What? Are you serious?" Like, no, go have fun, do what you got to oh, do. Oh, get me a ticket. Oh, and he was like, "Man, I was trying to catch you before you became a star." He was like, <laughs> "He was like, I was trying to get you on the stage before you became awesome. a star." And he was like, "Man, go go have fun." He was like, that's "This great. is you know, once in a lifetime."
0: And a you know, yeah. I
1: I definitely owe him. I I owe him.
0: Oh, I didn't think the story was going that way. I love yes, to hear that. Yes,
1: and we we actually had the show in Hartford, Connecticut, and I was trying to get in touch with him. I did. I was like, "Hey, I want you to come to the show. I'll buy your ticket, whatever." Like, I huh. I want to pay you for that. Good for you. He was busy. You know, he's an artistic director of the theater, so he had his own sure. stuff going on. But I plan on whenever he's in the area.
0: That's fantastic. It feels like to me, and this is just. I'm guessing, I'm completely guessing at this, but to some degree, the theater community is just, it's so niche. It's such a small, specialized community that I would think in large, you're pretty much cheering each other on. Obviously, with a lot of competitiveness built in, this is part of the deal. You're all going with the same goals. <laughs> right. But even between the, the managers and the, the, whole, the whole crew, it just feels like, I'd love to hear that he was like, go chase it. Like, go live your dream. You deserve it. I knew it. I saw it in you. Tried to catch you by the tail, but it's too late. (laughs) The fall season is officially here. And what that means to me is this. Football is on in our house every weekend. This time of year also means I'm in the kitchen making all my favorite cozy, comforting things because football and cooking just go together for me. Some of my go-to recipes for fall football, or really anytime, honestly, are brisket tacos, my famous no-recipe roast chicken, and of course, the best beef bourguignon you've ever tasted, and burgers, of course. But let me tell you, Butcher Box is really my MVP when it comes to all of this cooking and more. They deliver the highest quality meat and seafood frozen at peak freshness right to your front doorstep with no shipping charges. With Butcher Box, you can choose from four different curated boxes or a custom box where you pick all your own things. Everything from grass-fed and finished beef and free-range organic chicken to humanely-raised pork or wild-caught fish, more each box has nine to 11 pounds of goodness. And you also choose your own delivery frequency. I just placed another Butcher Box order. And this time I did a beef and chicken box. It's heavy on the ground beef, a chuck roast for that beef burgundy, a whole chicken and beef brisket, of course. Now here's what you really need to know. For a limited time, ButcherBox is giving new members two pounds of free ground beef in every order for life. This is your chance to never, ever have to shop for ground beef again. Like this is a no brainer. You guys sign up at butcherbox.com slash for the love and get two pounds of ground beef free in every single order for the life of your membership. Log on to butcherbox.com slash for the love to claim this awesome deal. So I would love to hear how your experience in Lanking was in the ensemble and as the understudy, like you must've just been drinking from a fire hose, what you were learning. Yes.
1: Yes. And, and it started on the tour. So like, you know, it's, it's a little easier being on Broadway cause you know, you're in one theater, but right on tour, I'm going from city to city, trying to figure out how to you know get my family to visit because at this time you know it's my wife and my now four year old and at the time she was two. No, I left for the tour like four or five days after her first birthday.
0: Oh yeah. Man. So
1: I was there for her her birthday party and I think I left her birthday party was a Saturday. I left like that Monday or Tuesday.
0: Yeah. 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 So, and how long is tour? Tours year round like it's forever, yeah. you know, it's just like, like, I mean, how long is your, how long do you contract to be on tour or is it just like no oh, end to an it?
1: ensemble? Yeah. It's an open-ended contract as a principal, you know, I think they do a year by year contract and, you okay. know, many people stay on the tour for years. You know, if you come in do your job and you're great, you know, and you want to stay, then, you know, you just keep getting renewed. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. Like you can make a living on. So tour.
0: what happened? What happened? You're on tour, mm-hmm. you're understudy. Mm-hmm. What happened to the, from that to next?
1: Oh yeah. Understudy in the ensemble and Jared Dixon, who is now Aaron Burr in Hamilton.
0: Oh yeah. Nice. He was
1: the Simba at the time and decided he wanted to, you know, go out and, and chase other dreams. And he did. Sure. <laughs> and he booked it. Sure did. Got it. And so that was an, there was an opening, an opportunity. This time is crazy. Because I didn't have to ask to audition. It was like email to my manager from, you know, the creatives in Disney, producer, general manager. Hey, we want Brandon to audition. They flew me out. We were in Canada. They flew me out to New York, put me in a hotel. This is for an audition. This doesn't happen a lot for auditions, you know? Like usually you're paying your own travel, your own housing, your lodging, like all of that. They put me in a hotel, got me a flight. I go in, audition for the creatives. And they're like, okay, good. Like, love it. Mark Brandon, casting director, walks me out. He's like, that was everything it needed to be. It was like, hey, we'll be in touch in a week to let you know, you know, how we move forward. I said, cool. I, you know, go to New I'm in New York. So I'm like, I'm going to go see a Broadway show. Why not? I go see Ain't Too Proud. Oh, so amazing. Amazing. Phenomenal. So amazing. Great show. I go see Ain't Too Proud. Get on the plane, head back to Canada. Mind you, they told me it'll be a week before they reach back now. Not even an hour or two walking back into you know my apartment in Canada. I get an email. Hey, you got the part, basically. Oh, yes, we gosh. want you to be our sim on tour. It was amazing. A b c and in that moment, I was like
0: what? What? <laughs> so
1: I called my wife. We're screaming, oh, going crazy, gosh. crying. Mm. I Then I called my mom and my sister. And the joke was, I picked up and I said, hey, this is Simba. Because they knew I was auditioning. <laughs> I
0: was yes, like, hey, good. this is Simba. And I was
1: like, okay. Because they knew I was understudying Simba. So they, you know, I was like, no, this is Simba. And they was like,
0: you got <laughs>
1: <laughs> So that was that moment. Yeah. So going to rehearsals. My first show as Sim on tour was October twentieth in Boston, and it was it was nice. And then of course you know the pandemic, and
0: you yeah. know, yeah, but yeah, totally. So that was short. That was a short one. Yeah. So you only had six yeah, months, really. March. Yeah. And now you are. On Broadway. It's at the, it's the top rung. It's the very top yeah. rung. You
1: can't make this up, you know? Yeah. You cannot make this okay,
0: up. Okay. So you live, you live in New York now. What What's, what's happening with your family? Like being the wife of a Broadway performer, I just can only imagine. <laughs> she's just got to be flexible. Oh, flexible. Guess what? We live in New York right, now.
1: Right. She's basking in the moment. They're still in Alabama right now. We We still have a lot of responsibility there. We have a home there. She's working there. She's a director, director of a private school. So, you know, she's running the school. My four-year-old also attends the school. So, you know, there's a whole nother life there. And family ties to the school as well. Her dad founded the church that the school is under. So dad passed. Deep roots. Yeah, deep roots. Dad passed in 97. Mom took over. Mom passed in 2018. And so now it's her and her brother, you know, figuring these things out and and keeping that legacy alive. So there's a lot of responsibility, a lot of family ties. Yeah. Deep roots.
0: Of course. Yeah. That's
1: special. So um, that's home too. So, and, and she supports me in everything I do. So I can't do anything but support her in that, but they would definitely visit a lot. She was at my debut. So. Uh, She had to. I couldn't, I couldn't ask, ask for anything more. Like to have her there the day before and the day of, the day after, like I I really needed her here. Like she was she kept me mm, sane. Of course she did. She kept me calm, you know, and it was amazing.
0: She must have cried the whole time.
1: Oh, we both. I did. just
0: wouldn't I, I bet she just <laughs> fell apart. Were you so nervous? How did you feel?
1: Well great because she was here. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Okay. If she That's wasn't good. here, I she anchored you down. Yeah,
1: she definitely did in every moment. I remember like getting An email, someone was asking to do the interview like right before, you know, the show, and and they was like, "We just need fifteen minutes." I'm like,
0: "Bro, read the room." I was like, "I have about to go on." You know, I have
1: like three or four other interviews I have to do today, and I just I just want a moment to kind of like relax, you know. And she was like, "Okay, we'll say no. It's okay to say no." And I was like, "I don't want to." She was like, "It's okay." She was like, you have to, you have to look out for yourself right now. She was like, you, mental health is a thing, you know, she's like, you have to look out for your mental. If you need the space, take the space, you have every right to do so. And so, you know, I told him, I was like, Hey, I can't do it. It's, you know, there's a lot going on. And I was like, Hey, if there's another time, then let's do, let's do that. You know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, but And that's somebody who loves you. Cause of course, everybody who's primarily just attached to you via your career. Yeah. It's going to be like, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Just just run the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Run the gauntlet of interviews. <laughs> you got enough in the tank. Right. But the people who love you most are able to say hard no right now. Like you need to just sit and like be in your body and be in your like soul and get ready for this huge night. And I'm so happy that you did that and that it was special for you. I'm so glad she was there.
1: Yeah. And so I guess
0: she'll just come back and forth when she can, right? And you too.
1: Yes, definitely. I actually go home next weekend to be in a friend's wedding. So, you know, that'll be nice to go home and and be around my family for a little bit after, you know, these crazy two weeks.
0: (laughs) Bonkers. I just, you and I cannot really adequately explain to people what it is like this week on Broadway. Like we're in line outside and it's just spontaneous dance parties everywhere. Everyone's in costume. I don't know how it was <laughs> for you, but every, they're showing up in 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 costume and keeping with the show's yeah. theme and wow cameras everywhere, like video. You know, it's just Broadway was absolutely electric to be on this week. And yes. I'm just thrilled for you that not only was it your debut, but it was this like, you know, Broadway is back moment, which is so special. So and special. you'll be telling this story when you are old and gray you know, of this week of your life and what it was like. So I'd love to know uh, if you have one, Mm -hmm. as you kind of like look ahead and start thinking about the next five, 10 years, 15 years, because, you know, Broadway has the opportunity to provide a nice long runway for an incredible career. Do you have a dream role that you would love or a dream cast you'd love to be a part of or a show that you're like, ugh, that's, that would be so it for me. Wow.
1: You know, I really don't have a dream role on Broadway, per se. Of course, it was Simba because that was the first show I saw. You know, I, you know, fell in love with The Lion King. But it would be a dream role in film. And it would be, Hmm. yeah, it would be the um, autobio of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah.
0: It just rendered me speechless. Yeah. Yeah, I, I
1: really, really would like to do that.
0: Ooh, let's just speak that into the world. I know,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. yeah like
0: that'd be really special. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he—he mm. he was definitely an inspiration to so many, but especially totally. to me, just the kind of actor he was, the artist, and for him to play so many iconic black yeah. figures, you know, it was—he did amazing work. He did
0: amazing work. What a loss. What a loss. I know. know. It's just not fair.
1: It's not. It's really not.
0: It's not fair. Yeah. Oh, I love that dream for you. Yeah. Love it.
1: Yeah. That's
0: amazing. I just feel like that project will certainly come to pass. His life's too special not to kind of produce like that. Okay. Even if it doesn't, even if I'm not
1: cast, like. I want to make sure it's done. You know what I mean. I yeah. want to get to the right people like and make sure that hey, yeah. we need to do this. Yeah, you know. I like the, this so much. He deserves. He yeah. deserves a great, a great autobio. He, you know, he does deserves he it for
0: sure. Oh, a biopic, good one. Yeah. That's a great bio answer. Pic. I love that. I'm so interested right now in elevating and celebrating good things. So community. I'd like to introduce you to ABLE. If you're not familiar with ABLE, they are an ethical fashion brand that employs and empowers women as a solution to end poverty. (laughs) Love. They're deeply devoted also to quality, both in the products they make and in the quality of life they aim to provide. So they invest in, train, and educate women so they can earn a living, break the cycle of poverty, and thrive and Would you believe it all started with scarves for them in Ethiopia? They met women coming out of the commercial sex industry who asked for help finding jobs. So they trained them to make scarves and after selling over 4,000 of them in two months, they knew they were onto something. And now Abel has grown from hand-woven scarves to a whole lifestyle brand with leather bags and clothes, shoes, jewelry, and more. I have so much of their stuff that I wear on constant rotation. I cannot say enough good things about Able. Truly come check them out for the cause and their incredible business practices and stay for the fashion. You can get 20% off site-wide with my code 20gen at livefashionable.com. So that's 20gen at livefashionable.com. Great stories are powerful, right? That's why I love this podcast. We get to hear people from all walks of life talking about their obstacles and their wins. And you know another place we get to do that? The Jen Hatmaker Book Club. And I want you to join today because if you love this podcast, you're gonna love the book club. Here's the deal. Each month, we'll dive into a fantastic book and we read all kinds of stuff, fiction, memoirs, self-help, all of it. Every single book is something I have read and loved, and I just know you will too. After you sign up, every month I'll send you a box with the book and other fun treats. Plus, your membership comes with a whole slew of perks. You get resources like reading plans, weekly summaries, discussion questions. Plus, you get tons of exclusive community stuff. You get access to our private Facebook group where you can connect with me and all your fellow members. And there's a monthly Facebook live chat session with me and sometimes some surprise guests. Sometimes I pop into the Zoom meetings of our local chapters, which is always delightful. Plus we do some cool stuff with the book's author. They curate these awesome Spotify playlists just for us. Plus I record a podcast with the author or another special guest and we talk about the book. It is an incredible way to cap it all off. And you know what makes a book club great? The people. This community is the kindest, most supportive group you can possibly imagine. So sign up today at jenhatmakerbookclub.com. We are here waiting to welcome you into the sisterhood with open arms. So join us at jenhatmakerbookclub.com today. Okay, back to our show. All right. We're gonna wrap this up. This is a Broadway series right now on the show, which is so fun. And so I'm asking all the performers, these same questions. Ooh. <laughs> I know. This is a fun one. I oh, hope you man. have a good story. Can you just tell us about the moment, the, the worst or most hilarious or most embarrassing or most disastrous moment you ever had on stage? where you're just like, why God, why Ooh. take me out?
1: Um,
0: and maybe it wasn't even you, but maybe you were just there. I have no idea. You right. just tell me. We love these crash and burn stories. Everybody has one.
1: Yes. I don't
0: know.
1: Okay. So there was this one time I was doing Simba on, on tour. And there's this moment with Rafiki and <laughs> she says, Oh, the weather most peculiar. Eh? And I'm like, Yeah. Line, line. Line. (laughs) And so she's trying to help me. She's like, Yeah. So my line is, Yeah, looks like the winds are changing. And I was like, Yeah. "Yeah." She's like, Oh, most peculiar. And I said, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was like, Yeah, the winds. And I was like, Yeah, the clouds. (laughs) <laughs> They're doing something. The clouds are changing. Like she gave me the uh, line, and I still said clouds. Like it was wind, uh, and I'm like, winds? No, that's not it. That's, that's, that's something it. else. Like literally, <laughs> what there for? Like your brain just went empty. It emptied out. It emptied out. And I'm like, yeah, winds. The winds are the clouds. Yeah. The
0: clouds. <laughs> clouds are shifting. There's
1: something in the air. <laughs> something out there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But
0: That's where the, like that white hot adrenaline is going through your body. Like, where am I? Where am exactly. I? Exactly. What, what are, who am, who Simba? And what's the, what's in the cloud. And those
1: moments are only like usually five, 10 seconds, but it feels like uh, it's an hour,
0: Totally. like
1: an hour of you searching for this line. You think everybody's looking at you like, what is wrong with this guy? Everyone is just uh-huh. like waiting on you.
0: We lost it. Right.
1: You know, and
0: it's only like five <laughs> or 10 seconds
1: that this happened.
0: The audience doesn't even know. They don't even know. Like nobody even notices that. It's just an eternity right. inside your own heart. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll never miss that line again. Never. Never. As long as you live. Never. Okay. How about this? This is what I'd love to hear. Do you have, like, a a treasured or a favorite Broadway icon that has influenced you in a way that's kind of profound? Or maybe just one. Maybe you just pick one. There's so many.
1: Yeah, so many. Denzel Washington was on Broadway. Yeah, Denzel. That's good. To see see that he even, you know, goes back to Broadway and, and direct and produce and even get on the stage, you know? A lot of people don't realize that's where it starts you know that's where you really hone your craft and and figure out who you are live theater you know not anyone can do film but when you do theater and have that foundation that background and yep. you can go from you know being big and, and bring it down like it's wow. amazing yeah. to see actors from theater go into film because it's just it's like oh my god like so intimate and, you know, I'm used to seeing this yeah. big person on stage and to see them like hone in and, and just zone in and, and just have this intimate moment on film is it's amazing. But yeah, Denzel Washington, to watch him do that and still, you know, remember his roots and go back to the stage and, and do what he does. Like, yeah, I, I want to be that type of artist, you know, that goes back and and not afraid to say, no, 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 no. I'm gonna go back on stage. Yeah, I've done these movies or whatever, but stage is where home is, and that's where I really was rooted in. That's where I learned my craft. That's why I perfected it. You know?
0: Mm. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. So, Lord have, Lord have grace. <laughs> <laughs> National treasure. Man. Okay, last question. And I actually ask everybody this in every series, and I actually learned this question from a priest that I love, and she she said this one time. And you can answer this, by the way, Brandon, however you want. Like, this can be serious. It can be ridiculous. Like, it it runs the gamut. So just you answer how you want. But her question is, what is saving your life right now?
1: Ooh, my girls. When I say my girls, my wife and and my two daughters.
0: Yeah, got a house of women. Yes,
1: fruit snacks. (laughs) Fruit snacks are saving my life.
0: Uh, (laughs) Sleep.
1: Sleep. And, and water.
0: That's it. That's your tools. That's there it. There it is. That's
1: saving my life right now.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to look at pictures of your girls. They're at oh. such sweet ages. Like, that's the cutest yes. and the funniest. Listen, you're a lucky dad. <laughs> you are it is hilarious to grow up in a house of girls i was the oldest of four and the top three of us were girls and my dad god love him i mean he just did the thing i mean he just did the thing ah, he's the well, best. look
1: i need some pointers i need some tips like... you
0: do it's, listen it's coming it's coming oh, you're gonna learn more about, about living it. with women than you ever knew but Listen, I just want to say that I am so excited for you. I'm so proud of you. It's thrilling to get to watch your star just continue to rise. And I hope that your experience on Broadway in The Lion King is just a little special piece of magic that you will always, always, always have in your whole life. And so next time I'm in New York, I will be in the audience to watch you. Uh, Let me
1: know. I will let let you know. know, And that is a fact,
0: Jack. So thank you for making time for this show in this enormous week. And I hope your show tonight is amazing. It's just, I know how the audience members feel. So I'm so excited for them too, Right. just to watch you come out and do what you do. So good for you. Good for you. you. Can't wait to see you in that Chadwick movie too. Uh,
1: Keep speaking it. Yeah. Keep speaking I it. I am. I'm going. <laughs> yes. Thanks,
0: Brandon. Thank Great you. to meet you.
1: Nice to meet you as well.
0: Okay, you guys. Fun, right? So fun. So fun. I can never tell if people are as delighted and enthusiastic about Broadway and Broadway performance as I am. But every single bit about it to me is exciting. (laughs) It's, it's magical. It's creative. It's, moving. It's inspiring. It's beautiful to look at. It's beautiful to listen to. Like I'll just never get enough of it. And so getting to speak to these incredible, these talented performers who kind of bring us back behind the curtain and tell us what it's like is so fun for me. I love the Broadway series. You guys, the stars that we have in the series are, it's just dumb. Okay, so if you've missed any of them, go back. It, by the way, you'll never miss an episode if you just subscribe. So wherever you listen to your podcast, just subscribe to the For the Love podcast and it'll show up for you every single week. Thank you, by the way, for doing that. We love our subscribers and thank you for all your reviews and your ratings. I mean, the, we've read every single one of them every single one of them that has ever been written. And so I know that you're also loving the Broadway series too. So thanks for being nerdy with me and just as excited as I am. All right, you guys, Brandon, yay, Brandon, love him so much. If you go to jenhatmaker.com under the podcast tab, I'll have all this stuff. I'll have the show notes. I'll have a link to the YouTube channel if you'd like to watch us talking and then I'll have links to all of Brandon's socials. He's really fun to follow on social by the way. Okay. More to come next week. You guys don't miss it. See you then.